Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to our weekly movie show with the boys Connor Hello. and Benny. Hey there. Dudes, what a week it's been. We were lucky enough on Monday this week to get invited to a baby driver diner by the viewing lounge. Lots of fun. Both Lots diner, of free food. Yeah, free food, man. We're in there. Um, yeah, the Soda Factory every Monday does those uh, movie nights. Um, where they get you know a projector down, and it's a cool little environment to go and watch a movie, and they put on Baby Driver uh, this this most recent Monday to commemorate it coming out in Blu-ray and DVD. Commemorate, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, Soda Factory is a cool place in Sydney. Um, we had we had some good food. What 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 did you enjoy, Benny? I liked the tots, the tots, <laughs> the tater tots. Well yeah. done, mate. Well done. Um, if this sounds like a paid advertisement, we wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you guys actually, um, have you guys watched Baby Driver since it came out? No. That's one of the films that I would like to go back to yep. and see whether it still kind of maintains that hype. Because every time I talk about it now, I'm saying, oh, it's fucking amazing. Probably one of the best films of the year. Yeah. And whenever I say that after having seen a movie just once, I'm always a bit worried that maybe I'm kind of- Overhyping it. Yeah, or holding it too high in my mind. I, I watched it twice. Uh, the second time was much better than the first in the cinema. Wow. I think this is one I'm going to hold off from watching um, outside of a theater, honestly. Bit because of, a, of the... What, what, what is it for you? It's because it's, it's such a, a film, yeah. film, you know? It's like it's loud and it's, uh, it's kinetic. Yeah. It's, I just want to be in a, a giant dark room with the biggest screen and the biggest sound system I can have. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm I'm keen to pump, put it on again because uh, I really enjoyed it. If you go back and listen to our review, I think we all absolutely loved it. I'm sure it's going to all it's going to turn up in all of our um, best of the year. We, we'll we'll see. Really, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But um, for me, it's one of those films this year that just sticks in my mind. As 2017 is one of the pedigree films. So um, we got a soundtrack, and a CD, and a, a DVD. Thanks to the viewing lounge. So I'll be chucking it on. Yeah, that soundtrack is amazing. And and to be honest. Whenever anyone mentions it that hasn't seen it, that's probably the first thing that they bring up is, you know, I hear that it's a really good soundtrack. The music. You gotta be like, mate, you got to just get that just on. Just strap in. Ready to go. But yeah. And also, I just want to mention the Banoffee pie. That was just fantastic. <laughs> How is it that you guys are more interested in the food than the film? <laughs> the food with simple people. Really <laughs> Easily bought. Yeah. Yeah. Shares but um, thanks to Viewing Lounge for having us. Um, we had a fantastic time. Um, now, before we get into the news, let's catch up on what's everyone has been watching. What's everyone been watching? Uh, um, ben, do you want to go first? Yeah, I do want Whoa, to go first. Connor, Connor giving up the throne yeah, for yeah. first pick. Wow, okay. Um, I'm about halfway through Stranger Things Season 2, or Stranger Things 2, sorry. Um, it's, it is it's cool. It's fine. <laughs> it's all right. I don't know. It's like the same as the first season. I'd, everyone got really caught up in that show. I think it's, uh, it was never like must-see for me. I, I enjoyed it a lot. But uh, it was ultimately a bit disposable, maybe. Um, love all the all the kids and the performances and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, and season two is fine. Yeah, I mean, I love season one, but it quickly faded from my memory. Like the vibe of the show stayed intact. Um, and I really loved that. But um, actual intricacies of the plot and what actually happened, mm. the upside down and all that, it's sort of just passed by me and then when I chucked on the first episode of uh, Strange Things 2 which I've only watched half of because I, I fell asleep classic George <laughs> but um, it did a recap yeah. I just forgot about all those details yeah. 
Um, so I don't know if Stranger Things 2 is going to be the same kind of thing. Like, I love the vibe. I love the feeling of the show. But the actual the plot intricacies sort of doesn't really matter. Mm. Yeah, I get a bit yeah. tired of the um, the kid naming things like the upside down and now memories <laughs> it's yeah it sounds a bit lame yeah um i also saw a little film called justice league um almost uh, more than two weeks before the the release yeah i was very privileged to see this one we're just getting invited to everything these days huh just we're, me. we're a big deal just me we're a big deal <laughs> yeah i couldn't come because i had a prior uh, engagement yeah so, and, you and know, i, I, I specifically to told you guys that uh, you're not allowed <laughs> Um, it was weird, actually. The screening had like five people in it, and uh, you say five people, five people, yeah, in a big th- three wow. four hundred seater cinema. Wow! Um, it was nine in the morning. Uh, you know, they took our phones and everything. It's all very, very yep. hush hush. Um, so there's very little I can say about the film. I believe the embargo lifts the day before it releases, which is pretty standard for these kind of things, unless you're Marvel, who are cocky bastards they give you like yeah. two weeks of reviews it's not a good sign though i mean it's it pretty standard either, it could but... go either way wonder woman had the same thing and yeah. everyone raved about that one yeah. um but i think they thought that, that was more of a risk yeah you know from their point of view i don't think they saw wonder woman as being the hit that it ended up being yeah yeah um so i will just say i don't think this movie is going to change anyone's minds about the dceu it is uh yeah <laughs> yeah fair call yeah, I'd be very um, interested be, to see before what you we get you in trouble. Let's just yeah. you know. <laughs> but um, um, we're gonna hopefully watch this week. We're gonna watch that. We're yeah, gonna watch BVS, well <laughs> yeah. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Dawn of Justice, the yeah. extended edition, mm-hmm. and uh, do a little retro review on that. Um, Three hours. Because we do we're doing people. the extended version, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is supposed to be better. Yeah, look, I I think the last thing that movie needs is more. <laughs> of it yeah like. we'll, we'll see we'll see yeah we will we'll let you know george um i watched uh two episodes of mind hunter mind hunters mind, mind hunter. hunter mind yeah, hunter yeah the netflix produced yeah um, david fincher yeah. um I, I i'm surprised i've left it this long to watch it i was too um but i re- you only i've only watched it since you reminded me the other day this is out benny mm. is that thing so, with netflix sometimes stuff's yeah. been out for a couple of weeks and you're like oh that's out yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um I am in this, man. I absolutely love it. David Finch is on point. He doesn't have the same kind of budget that he normally has. Mm. Um, but, uh, man, this is a fantastic series. Um, it's about um, sort of 1977, FBI, this sort of interesting dynamic between the criminal mind. Are you born crazy? Are you uh, conditioned to become uh, a serial killer? You know, nature versus nurture kind of themes. And it's um, handled in a really fascinating way in the context of the, the, the FBI just sort of not wanting to sort of delve into psychology and just basically say a criminal is a criminal from birth. And it's, it's a very interesting show and it shows how far humans have come I don't know, it's sort of in terms of psycholo- psychologically analyzing criminals and knowing more about the human mind, I feel like we know a lot more these days. It's been 50 years since these events. So it's, it's really interesting to sort of learn about these things. Um, yeah. I, it, it's funny, I have quite a keen interest in the, the topic area, but I feel like this is not something that I want to watch. I don't know why, it just holds no appeal to me. Um, it might be because... Um, it's not exactly a proud moment in like psychological history that kind of like 50, 60 years ago, because you, you or like kind of just before that, because you realize that they just 
making a lot of it up. It, it's it's actually quite, quite incredible, um, mm. especially you know these big organized these big departments in the, the government. You know, having these opinions that I don't know. It's just we've it's 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 as you said. It's it's there's some really bad stuff in there, and um, it's interesting to learn about that. Yeah, yeah, and you know, Fincher. Yeah, Fincher is a boss. Uh, his cinematography is amazing. Yeah, I just love I love that guy so. All right, so let's move on to the news. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll get to go. I um last night, me and a couple of friends went and watched the interactive viewing of the room. Oh. Tommy Wiseau's the room. Oh, all right, yeah. Oh, what's so so? What's that? Tell me more. I'm intrigued. So do you, all right? This is this is kind of the thing. Do you do you both know what the room is? Yeah, the movie. Heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and for anyone that doesn't, it's that you know really terrible film. Um, that ha- has this now cult following. Um, what, what what year was the room? Oh, it was it like was fifteen like, years ago. Uh, Two thousand three. Two thousand three. So like yeah. Years ago. Cool. Um, and they show it, you know, in a in a theater in Sydney once a month, and yeah. you go in, and you know, I'd reckon half the people there are fairly sauced. Um, yeah. was, it, was it packed out? <laughs> yeah, I think I think they were. 20 shy of of a full house wow. which, every, every month man. yeah yeah they he, he actually said it this is the first time in ages that they haven't had a full sellout huh. wow um but uh that you walk in they give you a big handful of plastic spoons this is the first time i went and i had no fucking clue what i was doing with these goddamn spoons i was like are we meant to be throwing them are we meant to be like doing it and it's just like you, you'll figure it out and um <clears throat> yeah they had you know, kind of at the beginning, they had the people doing their best Tommy Wiseau impressions. Um, and the people that were up on stage were like exactly what you would think that people would, that would try to do Tommy Wiseau impressions would look like. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and, and it was very much, I don't know if either of you have gone to the Rocky or Picture Show interactive showing. Um, but, you know, there's certain certain things that you yell at certain times or, you know, so this movie has like four or five really long and very bizarre sex scenes. And every time one of them comes up, everyone chucks the flashlight and their phones on and, and does like a bit of a, you know, a lighter thing. Wow. Right? It's bizarre. That's and then, and like, and, you know, they hiss at certain points in the film when certain characters come up and there's a, a running gag about one of the characters never shuts the door. So people just start screaming at the the screen. Like I could barely hear like half the lines in this film because people are yelling and screaming. And, wow. And and just throwing spoons at different parts. Like when they get excited, it's just spoons fucking everywhere. Like little plastic spoons flying. So who's air. running the show here? Is there like yeah. some dude like coordinating no, it? Like it's like, now his. It's complete and utter pandemonium. And you, you kind of take cues from people in the audience that know what they're doing. Um, I'd say most of the people there were first timers. And then you just kind of look at, you know, uh, you just, as I said, you just take cues from, from the people that have done it um, every month or you know before, and it was crazy. It was it was an absolute bucket load of fun. Sounds intense, very intense, and very like you know the the um, Rocky Horror Picture Show and the Sound of Music um, have this similar kinds of interactive shows, but they um, they both are far more structured, mm. and they're both like you know you watch the film, but at certain points you yell, and at certain points you like. You know, I, I remember with um, Sound of Music, they did have these little poppers that you meant to go if, when she gets the guy or something like that. But yeah, this one was just pure 
chaos. Sounds but fun. I've uh, only watched the highlights reel of uh, the room. Same. Most people are in that situation. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I could go to one of these. This it's, is not my preferred method of watching a movie. <laughs> it is. Like having watched the film now front to back and you know maybe heard half the lines, it is like, I didn't realize, I, I, you understand how bad it is by watching the highlights, cause, but it's like funny bad. Like you're like, oh no, this is a bad film. Like mm. bizarrely so. Those are the highlights for a reason. <laughs> what about all the other stuff? I, yeah. can I mean, it's it almost it's oh god, it's it's hard to describe because it's it it's an enjoyable thing to watch, but not because there's like because it is so devoid of being competent that it's like it's like watching a train wreck. It's amazing. Interesting, interesting. Maybe we should all go and check that out. I feel like we should go. I think. Yeah, well, thanks get, for the invite last night as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think getting Perfect. sourced is the way to go. Yeah, I was. I, I had, I'd prepared myself. Yeah. Well, let's get into this week's news. Stories galore. Stories galore, and we start our weekly news with what is becoming an all too familiar um, story nowadays, which is uh, another beloved actor has fallen down in the ranks due yeah. to sexual allegations, sexual yeah. assault allegations. Yeah, we should really just change the theme of the show and just start covering this stuff now because that's the all the news every week. You know yeah. what I need? I need a list. I need someone to like have a list of all the... AV Club. Do they have a... They every have few days they publish an updated list of every allegation that's come out since the Weinstein that scandal. That is fucking bananas. Wow. Yeah, it's, and it's huge. I mean, Weinstein's uh, over 60 now. Wow. People, yeah. Really? But um, obviously we were talking about Kevin, yeah. Kevin Spacey. Kevin, Kevin Spacey, well, his career is pretty much, I'd say it's done, but I, it's so hard to figure out how these kind of things pan out. I, I think it is. So initially, Anthony Rapp came forward, uh, Rapp from um, Star Trek Discovery, with some allegations about yeah. uh, Spacey accosting him when he was 14 yeah. and Spacey like was 30 26. Years ago. Yeah. And um, Spacey released a statement uh, not denying at all the events, just saying he doesn't remember them and it. And, and he was intoxicated. And he was intoxicated. And, and also that, it, that he's gay. And, and also that he's gay. Fuck. A huge deflection technique that uh, has really backfired on him. I that, remember when that status came up um, on my Facebook feed. And I was, um, I was very interested in the PR tactics behind it because it was a definite deflection. Kevin Spacey has never before said anything about this. He's a very private man. And um, when that came out, I was like, ooh, how is this going to go down? And the pandemonium that has come out afterwards was clearly a terrible, terrible move. Um, just from purely, I were talking from a purely PR perspective. Yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine that. Like, I, I want to know how that came to fruition. Like, who, did, did Kevin, you know, go rogue and be like, I'm just going to release a statement? Who knows? Was there a PR person that was like, this is what we're going to do? Because either way, like maybe if it was Kevin doing it himself, that's panic and that's a bad decision to go that route. Um, it, you know, I don't, I'm not saying panic is an excuse, but like I can understand the thought process on that. If someone in PR thought that that was a good idea, yeah. how is that? Like, how does that formulate in some but, way? You know, I feel like the thinking might've been, this is going to be a bigger story than this other thing. Like, mm. like your huge A-list star coming out as gay um, could have potentially overshadowed it. Um, it did not work. 
Definitely did so not, many, not even slightly. So many gay people came forward instantly just being like, what are you trying to equivocate here? <laughs> like, what are you saying? You fucking psycho, and get away from us. I think the person who put it most eloquently was Zachary Quinto. Mm. Um, his statement was just on point. Um, what did he say? Or paraphrase? Um, you know, l- l- let's get up the statement so I, so I don't... Um, butcher it. <laughs> you know, butcher yeah. it. But. But basically, basically, the the gist of the statement is that um, you know, complete disdain for Kevin Spacey trying to leverage mm. um, his sexual um, preference um, and or sexuality f- yeah. to 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 deflect and, yeah. and and undermining years and years of work by um, the you know certain communities to try and you know for for equality for non prejudice and and. and this is it's just a really really poor poor choice okay i can read the statement here Um, it is deeply sad and troubling that this is how kevin spacey has chosen to come out not by standing up as a not standing up as a point of pride in the light of all this all all of his many awards and accomplishments thus inspiring tens of thousands struggling lgbtq kids around the world but as a calculated manipulation to deflect attention from the very serious (laughs) accusation that he attempted to molest one so that's it he's using it as a calculated manipulation to deflect it's very spacey it does, does unfortunately. Yeah. He's always played. This is a you know real Kaiser Soze move. Yeah. Um, and anyway, we you know when this first broke, we were like, oh, this would be interesting to see how this goes. Um, if he's going to be able to recover from this, but it really opened the floodgates. Um, so there have been further accusations since then, and just a lot of people in the film and theater community have been like, yeah, we've known about this for years. His predilection for for very young men, and um, his uh, borderline abusive behavior. There's apparently been a lot of rumors, um, which I'd never never got an inkling of at all. Me neither. Which is just another example of how how well uh, all of this stuff has been covered up for decades, you know? Yeah. Weinstein, this. It's really interesting to watch, um, you know, how people react to um, different, um, uh, you know, different actors or different people in that industry being outed in this, um, I guess, tidal wave of accusations. Um, you know, you have some like Harvey Weinstein who, who tried to, I guess, justify their position. Um, you have people like Kevin Spacey who hasn't really denied, but has tried to deflect. You have people like Jeremy Piven who is straight out denied. Um, and in fact, I think countersued now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, it, it's crazy to see not only how much, you know, how many accusations are out there, but also the different kinds of responses and also the responses from, you know, production companies and, and people with, you know, vested interests. So, I mean, Netflix has halted, um, you know, I think they've halted production now. Like, I mean, there was always the rumor that they were going to finish House of Cards after six, season six. But um, And I believe that was the, the situation. This didn't counter that. This didn't uh, tip them over the line, but they decided to release that information that was ending yeah. at that point in time. Yeah, Which I and mean, just, is, and it, the statement was specifically related to these events as well. Yeah, yeah. and um, and I mean, I think they've actually halted, you know, production now as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, uh, I think Ben, you mentioned that uh, his new movie has quit the Oscar run. Yeah, um, was that film called the one? About I can't for the life of me. It's it's the one about the oil tycoon, the tycoon and his with a grandson. Oh, I'll grab it now. 
and um, uh, a lot of makeup on him. I was saying the one saving grace for that film is he doesn't look anything like Kevin Spacey. That's yeah. what everyone said when the trailer released. But yeah, going on those points, you know, he's been dropped by his published publicist. He's been bu- um, dropped by his agent. So by his know, agent as well. Yeah. What about his PR firm? I'm not sure. Maybe he had to. Um, where is Kevin Spacey filmography? Um, <laughs> are we talking Manhunt? No. Nope. We're not what are you talking mean? about that? Colbert Report? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Colbert Report. <laughs> what are you? House of Cards? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where is it's this? a movie. Where this is, is not Here the most go. efficient way for you to find All the money in the world. All the money in the world. world. Jesus. All the money in the world couldn't save Ridley Kevin Spacey Scott. now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and speaking of uh, countersuing, you mentioned before, Brett Ratner as well has had uh, six women yeah. come out together. To... Director Brett Ratner. It may, it may yeah. have been Brett Ratner that I was thinking, not Jeremy Foon. I might have um, gotten that mixed up. You were right about Jeremy Piven uh, he's denying denied it. it. I, yeah, I know he's denied yeah, it. I don't Brett Ratner is... Uh, the one that's countersuing. Yeah, countersuing. Yeah, look, it's... The accusations. It's, Olivia Munn, I think it was Olivia Munn, yeah. yeah. If you've got six people coming and coming against, you, you know, to say that kind of thing, like, yeah. This, it, the entire thing's ugly. The entire thing is just... Brett Ratner is very ugly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't really like Brett Ratner, so... I mean, no one does. But see, he's, this is the thing. Like, we're, we are so okay with... Um, just grilling people, uh, you know, in the social media sphere, like Twitter is you know, judge and executioner, um, especially for people that we don't like. Like Harvey Weinstein is an ugly, you know, fucking I'm, creep. I'm not hearing a lot of defense for Spacey uh, though. I mean, this well, is a, this, this is, is the thing. Like, it, it took a while, but I think that there's more people that have kind of gone to his defense than, you know, for example, Brett Ratner. Um, yeah, it's not it's not overwhelming, but it's I, yeah, there. I haven't heard a sliver of defense for him. I feel like this is a very different environment than even the past few years. Um, I mean, how many of these situations have we had over the years where there's really not been any kind of justice? It hasn't gone in this direction at all. But I feel like Spacey, within the space of a few days, is you look at guys like, done. Yeah, you look at I guys think like so. Sean Penn who have walked around Hollywood for you, and like, you know, admits. To, People knowing what they've done. Roman Polanski is a currently working director who is um, not like allowed in the United States, yeah. but people are still happy to fund and watch his movies. And Woody Allen's track record. I mean, if you look into that, I mean, there's some it's really, really <laughs> bizarre um, situations uh, that really uh, doesn't sit well with me at all. <laughs> Bold take. Yeah, yeah, really? um, <laughs> Seriously, That's George, very... standing up for the yeah. little guy, and hero. Yeah, you know, I'm here for. I'm here for you. No, but well seriously, done. like Woody Allen, man, that's some nasty shit. Yeah, Sorry. it's well documented. Yeah, um, but this is the thing they they walking around. They're they're working directors and actors, and and for the most part, no one gave a flying fuck. Um, and it feels like a I don't know if this is just you know the straw that broke the camel's back or you know, whether there's something more to it, but fuck, it's, it's this one's, you, you're not getting away with it anymore. You, if you were someone that was, um, you know, prolifically uh, aggressive or, or, you know, you know that there are women out there that, have, that, that could come against you, you would be absolutely shitting yourself right yep. now. There's definitely a couple actors out there that are just like, they are armed to the teeth with PR, ready to go as I soon as I wouldn't say a couple out. of actors. I would say... A significant a <laughs> portion of Hollywood right now, because mm. this is clearly a culture that has just been thriving, yep. mm. yeah, for a long time, um, and uh, yeah, this is a a huge change. I feel in 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 everything. Very cool. It, it's it's 
interesting to see Hollywood, which so often sits on its high horse um, in areas of like politics and, you know, um, you know, with all the philanthropy that goes on there um, to have to take a good look, like hard look at itself and be like, oh, maybe we should fix some of our own demons now. Yeah. Anyways, but, that was the depressing start to the news week. Yeah. Um, and you know what? More than likely, it will continue for several weeks to come. Yes. Um, and I think I, this, this cleansing will be yeah. going on for years. <laughs> the, yeah. the and it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm in that point where like, I, obviously I want the cleansing to continue because I don't want, you know, justice to, to kind of pither out um, in this. But at the same time, you just, it's going to get exhausting and it's going to get just even nastier and yuckier and... Anyone can go, anyone can be accused now. Yeah. You know, like, I think just finishing up on Kevin Spacey, you know, he, he you, you, like, he is so beloved by yeah, everyone. The star of Nine Lives. Like, everyone... <laughs> nine Lives, don't think <laughs> <do> that <laughs> shit up. But yeah, like, it, it could happen to anyone. I mean, I didn't bat an eyelid when Brett Ratner got, um, you know has been ousted It'll be really, but Kevin Spacey there was something like there's a prestige yeah. to him and he is so private that you didn't know a lot about him that it seemed like it fit but it also didn't yeah. it'll be really um, unfortunate if this starts to hit people that people really hold dear to their hearts yeah I mean Dustin Hoffman's copping it a bit right now too Dustin Hoffman um, this, this, all this stuff like Justice be done, yes, please. But I hope this stuff stays away from my MCU, my precious well, MCU. I know that, I can't, that, that, I can't handle saying. that. Like, I can't handle can it. Can you imagine if, if you know, they all Feige better, or something? If, like, they all better be good boys. I for example, like you know, if Mark Hamill or something, like God forbid, yeah. he turned out to be a fucking sexual predator. Like that would that would destroy people. I would be so upset. Well, exactly. And I mean, you know, it's bad enough that like people like Kevin Spacey, who I really liked as an actor before. Um, you know, I feel like with Spacey though, you, there's not a huge amount of shock that he's a bad bloke because he always yeah, well, he considering always, his past and considering his, his demeanor, his and, roles. Yeah, he, yeah. Look, it's it's not overly surprising, but yeah, I reckon the hammer's going to drop on on some on some. Uh, don't do it, Mark. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> See, that's what happened with a lot. Think of about your actions, Mark. Think about like use the, the force. Pandemonium that fucking no, don't use with, force. Uh, Cosby. <laughs> When Cosby, like that yeah. was people's childhoods and like idols and like yeah. people fucking lost their minds when that shit came out. Um, so yeah, we'll I see. Just, I, I, I feel what you're saying, Ben. I, yeah. just, I, I hope that there's, and it sounds so selfish and ugly to say like, oh, I hope they stay away from my like beloved franchise. But at the same time, you're like, oh, please don't be no, bad because people. Because you idolize people, these guys yeah. and you, you, you know, they're, they're cream of the crop supposedly. And when you hear mm. that they're not, Hey, yeah, you just you just upsetting. want them to be good Bummer. people, and these, you know that you know, heroes. Yeah. people like Robert Downey Jr. are probably not good good people. I was already saying <laughs> we that before you arrived. Right. I was saying that guy's. We know he has a dark past. Yeah, well, a lot of drug abuse. So hopefully, he was behaving at least yeah. a little bit. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, yeah. People are willing to forgive a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, shit, man. All right, we're, we're moving on. We're moving on. It's taken enough of our time. Um, our second story is Zachary Levi uh, has been cast as Shazam in Warner Bros. Shazam. Now this broke as we were recording last week, yeah. so this is this is a bit of old news at the moment. But um, uh, how do we? F- well, how do we feel about that? Like, what you know, I I have no affinity or or really any knowledge on Shazam as a character. Um, so you know, well, we've gone through it, so probably we 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 have. Like, I understand the jump, but I, I've never read the comic books. Or Shazam. Kind of, yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> Not an appropriate time, George. 
Um, so I, I defer to you, Ben. Thank you. It took way too long. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're about know, to speak. I know nothing. I know nothing about Shazam, so I'm going to go for 45 seconds. Um, I just yeah, wanted to set I've, it up. I've um, mentioned several times before that Captain Marvel. Thank you very much. Is my favorite uh, comic book character, probably from DC. Certainly, um, I will never call him Shazam. That's just not not how I roll. Because he's the, the Shazam is the wizard, right? Shazam's the wizard. See, I do know something. So, about who is Zachary Levi playing? He's playing. Shazam, so <laughs> Captain Marvel, <laughs> I think the, the hero, Shazam. the hero, the big red dude with the the lightning bolt on his chest, and that is Captain Marvel. That is Captain Marvel. That's who Billy Batson, the kid, turns okay. into when he says Shazam. Okay, so he's Billy Batson, struck by okay, lightning, cool. and turns into a big ass hero. Um, so Zachary Levy is, uh, I quite like in all the stuff he's done. He did such a good job in Thor Ragnarok that I'm um, very keen to see. A lot of people probably haven't seen Thor Ragnarok yet, but um, he's a real standout in it. Who is he in Thor Ragnarok? <laughs> He's Fandral, one of the Warriors Three. Um, oh, is that Zachary? Lee? Oh, <laughs> yep. okay. He's best known for playing Chuck in the series Chuck. Um, real, real funny guy. Very comedic actor. Um, and that kind of hints, I think, at probably maybe a direction they're looking to go with this film and this character. They've cast The Rock as Black Adam, who's a Shazam character. He's not going to be in this movie apparently, but he's he's a pretty funny guy. Um, and Zachary Levy is the title character. Um, but it could be a case of something like, you know, Chris Evans getting cast as Captain America. He was known for a lot of kind of funny stuff uh, early in his career, but uh, really straight-laced in that. Yeah, I mean, Shazam, it's more cosmic, right? It's more in line with the sort of Doctor Strange kind of vibe. It's really magical, really like pulpy, crazy comic book shit. Um, You know, he's got a a sidekick, Talkie Tawny, who's just a talking tiger. Right. Um, just yeah, like God, wild, it sounds like a sort of guardians. Yeah, one kind of his of enemies, Mister Mind, is like literally just a little psychic worm. Okay, who takes over people's brains and stuff, like with glasses on, like yeah. just really, really bizarre shit. stuff. Yeah, like super Silver Age. So potentially, Zachary Levi could be doing more of a Chris Evans kind of thing, where he's just going to be a bit more straight laced, and we'll have that more cosmic thing, or they're going to inject that comedic aspect. And Shazam's going to be more fun and crazy kind of vibe. I think they're going to have to go funny with this because it's such a a goofy... Like, I'm amazed they're making this movie at all. And I've said before, I don't think it can really work, not in the traditional way that the the kind of character in the comic are, but um, good on them for trying, I guess. But now you've seen Justice League. How is this going to fit? What what do you think is going to happen? There is so little information and contradictory information on whether this is part of the DCEU or not. There is no solid answer on that. Um, I I have no idea. I know that the um the, the director David F. Sandberg of uh, Annabelle Creation fame, the, yep, um, has come out and said it's going to be like super optimistic, bright kind of thing, like very different than what the DCEU's been before. Whether or not it's actually part of the continuity. I, That's different I, for Sandberg. Both of his films, Lights Out and Annabelle. Uh, Annabelle creation. was a real feel-good time, I thought. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I- interesting director choice. I mean, yeah. you had... Uh, good on him. That's Scott great. Derrickson with Doctor Strange, which yeah. was pretty far from a horror movie as well. Yeah. But um, this is much further away. Definitely. But uh, yeah, and also news broken that Mark Strong is in talks to play the villain role. Do you guys think Mark Strong is overexposed? I, 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 was, I thought that when I was reading the notes... 
the I other mean, no day. One's, no one's come forward and said anything. <laughs> he, um, you know what look, I mean? I, he no, just always seems to be the villain. He's here, he's there, he's in every second movie that I name, see. And I'm like, name, name, God. Name 15 movies he's in, George, right now. <laughs> Kingsman 2, Kingsman 1, Whoa. Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah. Fucking that other one. Ah, there we go. <laughs> um, How is it that you went to Green Lantern first? What the fuck? <laughs> because it's same wheelhouse, same kind of thing. Oh, yeah, it's a D- superhero DC, movie. DC movie villain. DC movie villain. Um, so, yeah, that's Dirt. funny. He was one of the good parts of that movie, too. He did a pretty good Sinestro. Um, <laughs> he did. A he lot did. of people were kind of hoping he'd come back when Green Lantern eventually gets reintroduced to the, uh, to the D- DCEU, which is definitely happening. What was that one he did with Sasha Baron Cohen? The the spy one. Oh yeah. God. Oh, Br- Grid Brigsby or yeah, Gr- Gr- Grimsby. 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 My Something lord. Like that. Was that? My good lord. That's, yeah. I didn't even bother watching that to be honest. I I couldn't. It's just hard. I, I think like, I watched it on an airplane. That would like make Mark sense. Yeah. Look, I I like Mark. I, and and to be honest, if you know if he's getting work, fucking all the more power to him. <laughs> Fuck it. Like I mean, there's there's all sorts of those kinds of um, actors out there that that kind of get typecast into those roles and they play them well and I don't mind at all. And I don't think he's typecast necessarily. It's just like I keep seeing him popping up and I never get blown away by Mark Strong. I never think like, oh, Mark Strong is an amazing actor. Like he's really serviceable. He's really great. But do you know uh, who oh. do you know who he kind of reminds me of? Samuel L. Jackson. Is it so the, bold? the bold thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. no uh, Samuel no, L. Jackson just... has so much more charisma. But the less range. Yeah, to, like yeah, he only plays yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't. Um, think... But it just reminds me of like he's never. He's is he ever really been the the leading man in a in a film like Shaft, um, like a bunch of stuff in like the nineties, like Coach Carter. Oh, okay, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's right. He, but no, since like the two thousands and stuff. Coach Carter really... is very much like an ensemble, though. I feel. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> let's have a Coach Carter debate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just uh, it's it's a, a stupid comment. Um. Yeah, so I, I, that's what I think, and and I never, I'm never disappointed when Samuel Jackson shows up in a film. Yeah, I I can see the correlation you're making between them being not the main, maybe the main star, but being one of those guys, you know, a second tier, um, you know, role, but uh, a big name. So I can see where you're going with that, but. I don't know, man. Mark Strong. You got a real just, axe to grind with Mark Strong. Yeah, what here. The, like, what it's is weird, it hey? It's weird. It it's is so very weird. weird. I don't know. I don't understand I'm where this like, is coming from. Mark, you rub me the wrong way, man. <laughs> Ooh, allegations are coming out. <laughs> allegations. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Mark Strong, just not across it right now. Not across it. Anyway, he's in talks to be playing Dr. Savannah, probably the main uh, Shazam villain, who's really cartoony, very sniveling, mad scientist character, giant buck teeth, huge uh, Coke bottle glasses. Do you know what that kind of reminds me now? And I think it's because you've put it in my brain, George, is the bad guy from Green Lantern. I don't know why, like the big brain dude. Dr. Brain or Yeah, but this sounds more like... Oh, you mean... Um, oh, Brainiac that guy. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, the big, the giant poo guy. Whatever. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. no the, For whatever reason that, it just... Peter Sarsgaard. Peter Sarsgaard, yeah. The, yeah. Man, that movie sucked. Yeah. But didn't he turn into a giant poo? <laughs> no, that He'd was like Parallax. destroyed a city? He like summoned the giant poo. Oh. Yeah. Wasn't he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's not get into that. Yeah. <laughs> let's not talk about Green Man. But, but he's more, but he sounds like more like a mad scientist. Yeah, but like super wacky. So Mark Strong's like, I find a pretty serious yeah. kind of he, actor. He like, plays Mark Strong usually. It's the deep voiced, straight laced. Handing over like important information to another character. Kind of Mark Strong role. 
Sure. <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far, but that's uh, very cool, I guess. Um, so can you see him playing this role, Benny? Or? No, not at all. Yeah, like okay. this super cartoony, goofy villain. Mm. Like not, not like, a, like a serious threat, which I think yeah. Mark Strong would generally play. Cool. So, right, yeah, I don't know what direction they're going. Yeah, it's, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I don't think it can work. Uh, moving on. Speaking of villains, uh, Ben Mendelsohn is in talks for the villain role in Captain, uh, sorry, Marvel's Captain Marvel. So this is too confusing way to say that. Captain Marvel villain movie stories. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> um, ben Mendelsohn is probably the only person more adept at playing villains than Mark Strong. Perhaps. I think he's a bit overexposed, and I, yeah. I, I, I just find I see him ever and a bit over him. I've never really been blown away. By him. He I'm calling you at Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> I mean. He's probably one of the more fascinating <laughs> actors to, I mean, I was going to say coming out of Australia, but just in general, really. Mm. Yeah, like people amazing. that I'm always captivated by when he's on screen. Mm. Yeah. Like he just. Animal just, Kingdom was the first time he really came on my ro- radar and that, um, he, he has absolutely mm. nailed that role. That yeah. I think is still to this day the, you know, certainly my favorite Australian made yeah. film. Oh, you're dreaming. A little, little castle reference yeah. for you. Yeah. Look, I came, I the came actual best Australian. That's how Australian so we came, are. Uh, <laughs> to Australia a little bit late for to to really appreciate that. Yeah. And Muriel's wedding. I just those are two. Uh, castle was fine. Muriel's wedding shit me to tears. Um, Mate, get some pavlova in here and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Similar like the rest of them. Um, but yeah, Ben Mendelsohn, he, dude, he's just he, he is captivating. I still think back to he did a. Um, an ad in Australia, and I think it only ran in Australia. The anxiety one? The anxiety yeah. one. Yeah. Mm. And it was like, you could not have picked a better actor to do a monologue, as, uh, you know, as an anxiety. I was like getting anxiety watching. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. He gives it to you so you call And him it's up. kind of like art kind of imitates life in a, in a way, you know, he's he's a rough dude. Yeah, you know, very From much what so. I've seen, you know, he did the um, interview. Um, we were at a Q&A uh, with him a while back. Um, and he just like some of the responses were he was giving you like oh you're um yeah he's had a pretty rough past yeah, like, yeah. lot of drug addiction solid history of drug addiction yeah and dude can't sit still yeah but uh, amazingly interesting performer yeah um, and I'd like to, love to see what he could do in the MCU I take that back no I don't he's just gonna be the same shitty villain they all are <laughs> um, I mean it was a shame you know thinking back to Rogue One I was so excited I know Krennic you know um, like. So excited for that role, and he just didn't get the opportunity to really. There was nothing there from. Yeah, not much of a character there. I feel like he did a great job with what he had, which is very little. Like he was very watchable and interesting. Um, And that's my thing. Like he always is. Like there's never a a time where I was like Ben Mendelsohn's really what left this. Oh, never. Yeah, he's he's not some boring Mark Strong. No, (laughs) he's no Mark Strong. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll get these villains really right. For these last oh, few, yeah, for yeah. these last few movies, sure it happen. could happen. Yeah, um, you know what I'd really like to do? I'd, I'd like to rewatch Animal Kingdom. Yeah. So I haven't watched that. I, I know there's a, a series now actually going on on Netflix, a Netflix produced series, in fact. Um, you know, based on that that family, I guess. Um, but that was that was the that movie was the first time I saw him. It was the first time I saw Joel Edgerton because I, I, I just remember that he's in that as well. You never um, seen Joel Edgerton. In something before, maybe maybe I had, but he, it was the first certainly pretty good first time in a Hollywood career. What was he in before? Before that, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Of of note, <laughs> quite a few things. He was in. He's the, been around the thing for a while. Prequel. <laughs> oh yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah cool. So uh, yeah, I think we're all excited for that. 
It doesn't sound like it, but sure. Yeah, I mean, like... We, we, <laughs> at least it's not Mark did, Strong. At, at least, least it's not Mark basically Strong. Basically, what we did was we gushed about Ben Mendelsohn for a while and then did not address the fact, like, even who the villain is. It's going to be a scroll, One of those shape-changing aliens, presumably. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it. Yeah. <laughs> woo woo. As long as it's not Mark Strong. Speaking of <laughs> George, this is, this is a movie... I, I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the podcast is I watched... Or we watched Warrior, um, which is still... I. I I hold that as one of my favorite films. Warrior! I, that's it. It, 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 not, it, it, I love the theme song to that film. Not right? what that is. Um, you said that you haven't seen it, George. Warrior. Is that correct? Yeah. No, I haven't. Yeah, you I haven't either. Chuck that on. Really? Yeah, don't give a shit. Why? Because you brought it up in the middle of the news. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm just going to never watch it. Mm, fine. Then. Are you saying Fuck it's the best it, movie ever made? Because it'll definitely never watch it. Uh, <laughs> it's no, a, it's it, an is, MMA. it is definitely not the best it's film MMA. ever made. Is it good? Um I feel like this is a trap. It's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trap. I hated it. I thought it was shit. Um, oh god! If you th- some of the things you think are good and you think that's shit, then I'm definitely not watching it. <laughs> There's no winning with you. No. Let's get into the next story. <laughs> yeah, fine. Um, the next story is uh, Warner Bros. has announced uh, the Oscar campaign for It, Stephen King's It. Good. Um, yeah, I bet yeah. they weren't expecting to be doing that. Mark Strong wasn't in the movie, and this this is just a win for it. Um, I still I don't understand what your beef with Mark Strong is, mate. I'm just I'm just gonna write this out. Um, you know, we all loved it. Go listen to our review. Um, it was I only saw it once. I wish I'd seen it twice in the I, cinema. I saw it twice. Um, I I really regret that because I, I think it's might even be done in Australia. Second time was so fun. Um, yeah, like viewing in the cinema. Absolutely. I can imagine. I can imagine. But I'm definitely going to pick that up on Blu-ray. And I'm really glad that it's getting an Oscar mm. run. Number one, because it's such a for return on investment. That film is absolutely amazing. I think the budget was twenty or thirty million. Mm. It surpassed five hundred million, six hundred yeah. million. So Huge. just fantastic story for horror, for great ad- adaptations. Um, and now to 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 take a horror movie to Oscar Oscars, yeah. which doesn't happen, but I will at say this all at all. It's I'm really excited for that. I will say this: uh, having watched it twice, it's not a horror film. It's just not like it's. That's if, ridiculous. What is it marked? What is it marketed as? If what is it marketed as? That's fine. But I'm just saying, in terms of like me watching it and, and how I view this film, um, you know, I don't see it as a horror film. I don't know. And I think I think you can say it's a horror movie film with something else, but I think it's definitively a horror movie. Yeah, it's just a movie about a killer demon clown. Like, it's yeah, no, just look, a no, 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 that's movie. fine. But you know, I and, and and often people will define a horror film as scary, and having watched it again, and you know, this is even something that we said in our original review, which was that this isn't you know the scariest film of all time type thing. Yeah, but still, unless I, you're afraid of clowns, in which but case, but watch any be movie terrifying. made before nineteen. 19- 2000 and none of them are scary whatsoever anymore does that mean none of the horror movies from before like 2000 what about are, are um, horror movies? what did okay, we watch look, look, all right, all right. what did stop, we watch stop, stop. I, I didn't i wasn't trying to get into a semantics argument about you know genre and, you were because you brought no, up no, no, because all I was, what i was trying to get at and and i'll rephrase for you, delicate little flowers <laughs> is um it wasn't as scary the second time and it's not you know i think that is probably what has aided in it being such a success in that genre is that it, again, unless you're afraid of clowns, it's not like your, um, you know, Annabelle style or Lights Out style uh, scary or horror. Like it's not an experience you don't saying. want to relive. 
Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like something that's just too <sighs> much. <laughs> <laughs> Exhausting. Yeah, but when you say it's not a horror movie, I think that's... Well, you barely gave me a chance to get it out before you you jumped on me. Well, because it's an argument that comes up a lot with... with um, the horror genre and i find it i find that exhausting just people being like this is not a horror movie like if the people set out to make a horror movie and it's clearly trying to be a horror movie it's just it's a horror movie yeah like well, you, it's a very different thing to say i don't find it scary too it's not a horror movie i think that's like reanimator you know i'd call that a horror movie but i no stage in it was i like, scared not even close it was hilarious yeah yeah but i'd, I'd always like clarify that I would never just say you, it is a horror film. You would say it's not a scary horror movie, but it's I'd, I'd say it's like a you know a, a schlocky, schlocky yeah. horror film, and like yeah. I'd have to qualify it with that. Anyway, moving on from semantics, what are you guys <laughs> pumped that it's you know getting? Well, as I said, you know, getting that kind of Oscar exposure. I'm and so happy about this. This is absolutely one of my favorite films of the year. I'd have to actually go through and really look at my 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 picks and my list, but um, this could be right at the top. Honestly, I love this movie to death. Um, not just as an experience, but as a film and from a filmmaking perspective, I think it's um, up there with almost anything this year. Um, I agree. And uh, I think it's you know, got no chance of winning probably any awards, but I think you could absolutely chuck this in as a Dark Horse, District 9 style, you know, one of the 10 best picture noms, and I'd be yeah. happy to see it there. Uh, I, if I, I got think, a nomination, I'd be happy. I think that's probably as far as it will go. I think oh, costume, wardrobe, um, like um, visual effects, um, production design. I think it has a chance. Some of the those, more minor stuff, yes. Yeah, um, yeah. Technical fields. There's certainly other films that I would put above it in those areas if, this if, year. If there was a, an Oscar for best acting ensemble, I think it would should absolutely go to this. Yeah, film. yeah. Or if there was a actually, and you know this. If there was a, a category for child actors, you know, but who do you easily, pick? I mean, well, yeah, exactly. But Richie, the entire nomination, Finn Wolfhard, probably. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the entire nomination would be just pretty much from this, yeah. Um, but yeah, Richie, for, uh, um, <laughs> that'd be good actually. Just everyone in this cast got nominated. Um, and Warner Brothers is also uh, running an Oscar campaign for Wonder Woman, which I don't think has a chance. No, in any no category at no. all. I think. Wonder not even Woman. technical awards. It, it oh, didn't definitely have, not no. technical awards. No, I, um, yeah, I mean, it's been so popular and I feel like they're getting caught up in that enthusiasm yeah. for the film yeah. and they're going to run up to the Academy and be like, hey, how about this? And it's like, oh no, yeah. no, guys, no. Like we, <laughs> we, we, we're, we're behind you, but not that much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're behind, and it also a point like, look, this is a really big success compared to the rest of your franchise. Yeah. Don't get ahead of yourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this here's, here's the Oscar a, for like, uh, most improved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best and fairest or something. <laughs> and I, I feel like, I, you know, when people talk about Wonder Woman now, it's just slated itself as like this all-time great film. And and sometimes I find myself getting like caught up in that. And I have to remind myself and others, I was like, it wasn't actually that great of a film. Like, let's not. It was I, one of those kind of expectations versus what we got things that got everyone so hyped up well, yeah but, i think it's a great the, film from the fact that it's people have embraced a female superhero mm. that's i think that's well, what's the, great the about culture it. surrounding the film exactly is great. just what yeah. as a film itself it's it's good it's fine I, i'm 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 interested to uh watch it again because i enjoyed it more than you guys mm. did and uh yeah. yeah i i my dark secret i tried watching it again I did a second time in the cinema. I walked uh-huh. out. I walked out after the No Man's Land scene, right? Because that was. I just. I was so keenly aware that that was, that was where it. the it peak off. of the film by like a crazy margin. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> say Country Mile again. <laughs> I wasn't going to. That last. Um, that last bit was. Yeah, I just fell off a cliff. Dyer. You know, Dyer. a lot of movies kind of have a, a not great third act, but that was just like it plummeted. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna leave it on a high note. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, our final news story. Uh, the live-action Lion King cast has been announced um, in a very cool infographic type thing. <laughs> Your PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. Donnie Glover. Donnie Glover. Simba. And James Earl Jones. Terrible. Yeah, I, I don't terrible know Terrible idea. What are they, they thinking? Got, yeah. Like, either get the entire original cast back or... Don't bring. Are you James serious? Are you serious that it's a bad idea? Yes. Oh, really? You heard him as Darth Vader. That dude is like a hundred years old. He can't do what he did before. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah, that is. What a did good everyone point? say coming out of Rogue One? Darth Vader was cool, except when he spoke, and it did not work. <laughs> um, I, I'm disappointed I, that. Um, I mean, I do love um Chiwetel Ejiofor. I can never say his name right, but. I did love um, Jeremy Irons mm. well, in, that's, in the that's, original. That's I the love, thing. and I feel like that's an iconic um, tone of voice with that character. That's the thing. If you're going to cast Mufasa and have him be the same character with the same performance, but everyone else be completely different, I think that's a huge misstep. I, I think so too. This thing should have to stand on its own. Uh, but I, I, in, I, I in, in like saying when I saw that, it, with like when you see the name and you get the nostalgia, it's cute, like, I yeah, get it. But um, for you know, the film, and I got, I think I got it's sucked in. Um, you've you've put a little bit of doubt in me, which is a bit concerning. Um, but yeah, you know, the I, other I, big well, one, uh, Beyonce. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's Nala as Nala. So Nala's going to have presumably a much bigger role in this film than previously. Yeah, I, I I'm always wary of non actors getting roles of this scale. Not not discrediting Beyonce in any Don't way. Speak yeah. out about Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, I should. Uh, what are you doing, George? <laughs> uh, um, but also, it's, it's it is also all hail Queen Beyonce. Role. Yeah, but voice acting, it's its another layer of, you know, voice actors are pissed off that they don't get roles anymore. Like, if you'd seen this cast 20, 30 years ago, it would have been all voice actors. She's she's a super talented, like, singer and performer, though. I of think course. that'll translate well to this. Yeah. I mean... I hope so. She was, I hope so. She was good in uh, Goldmember, Austin Powers. Holy crap. <laughs> 2001, here we come. Oh, wow, yeah. Is that her last movie yeah, and she um, is a vocalist, so you yeah, know, in terms have, of projection and voice and understanding the nuances of um, conveying emotion, she'll mm-hmm. completely understand that and know that intrinsically. So, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe, maybe my comments are unjustified, but yeah. that's my initial gut reaction. Mark yeah. Strong's not in it, though. So yeah, so you're, you're saying... Wait, wait, is that Mark Strong? Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. no, it's just Seth Rogen. Um, uh, d- <laughs> yeah, because they look... Li- Sorry, you had Keegan-Michael... Uh, oh, my God, Keegan you're the most... Right you're so below. literal, man. <laughs> Um, you're like, don't so say literal. stupid shit. You're so literal. Jeez, oh, then you better shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Wait, I'm literal. Two seconds ago, you just like jumped on me for some semantics bullshit, and I'm the literal one. Um. Anyways, I'm. Get, I'm but in saying that, Keegan Michael Keane, that's great that he's in this. Love that dude. Yep. Um. Very keen for him. Um. Eric Andre, I love. Uh. John Oliver Azazu. I cannot think of a better voice Perfect. for Zazu. Rowan Atkinson probably, but um, otherwise very good. Yeah. yeah. Like, he really is, like, you can just see him like yeah. as John Oliver <laughs> yeah. in the role. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, how good would that be? Yeah. And, and, Everyone else is a CG lion and then it's Tom, Tom <laughs> Oliver, John Oliver. And having said that, same thing with Seth Rogen as yeah. Pumbaa. Like, yeah, it's just, it's yeah. just the Spot voice on. for it. Spot on. You know, I think I'd honestly prefer this movie if they... Like did the the live stage show costumes than CG animals because I, I I have seen the the stage yeah, show same. I thought it was fantastic brilliant like mind blowing I brilliant. think you could do something cool with that like the way Cats the movie is or something you know? yeah the um the just the way they were able to create animals through the human form with mm. those costumes is incredible 
And um, John Favreau to direct, isn't it? Is that correct? Favreau. I, am I making that up? The Fav. Honestly, I don't remember. Yeah, I think, no, I think it, it is. is him, yeah. He, he did Jungle Book and yeah. he immediately went over, they picked him up for this one because uh, of how well Jungle I, Book did. To be honest, I like John Favreau. Yeah, same. Like, he, he delivers so, solid movies. Yeah. Like he, he's never going to be in name. my top. Yeah, yeah he's a unit. <laughs> he's never going to be in my top five directors of all time. Yeah. But he, I've, I'm very rarely disappointed by his films. He made your favorite movie, Zathura. Did he make Zathura? Yeah. And he oh, also made right. he made um, your other favorite movie, Chef. Uh, that is genuinely one of my like. That's just that's one of the most feel good films of all time. Yeah. I think if you look at John Favreau, I think he lost a lot of weight, sort of after Iron Man two or something. And then you look at him on Chef and, and and Jungle Book, it's like whoa. You can man. see where his passion is. He, um, yeah, he's at that point. But yeah, pummeling no, the Krispy Kremes. I, I saw some someone mentioned this the other day. Uh, the weird thing about Chef is that it it kind of defies the normal arc that you see in a film. Whereas most films start out kind of happy-go-lucky and then progressively get more and more, you know, into the conflict of a film and then kind of end with the release. This one starts with an enormous amount of conflict and just gets, you know, better and- All cool. from there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's it's such an enjoyable thing to- Genre-defying. Not story, <laughs> story, story, story conventions. Yeah, I, like it's just, it's, it's- I need to watch that movie. Because I, yeah. I, I I like food. I was going to say, make sure that you um, have food handy because you will be so hungry after that film. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, you know, I Jungle Book was neither here nor there for me. Um, at the time, I really, really, really enjoyed I it. I remember and, that. That was super weird. And, and then at the time, three months the base, later, you super enjoyed it as well. Three months later, it's two weeks later, I was like, eh. Yeah. yeah, Beauty I've, and the Beast as well. I really enjoyed that. Oh, I got sucked really, into it though because it was the first premiere I went yeah, to. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. I've been really underwhelmed by their live action stuff. Yeah. I, was I, to say, I, I think I, Disney in general is... it's a. I love the originals to death for yeah. the most part. Um, especially Lion King. Lion King and Aladdin are like my fucking two. Like, Lion King as a kid, I would slap on the VHS, watch it, rewind that shit, put it back Did on. Did you guys watch Lion King in the cinema? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, think uh, that was, I think it was my it. first yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was one of my first ones as well. And that stampede scene, I just remember the exhilaration, like the the way that it was put together. Um, Mufasa, yeah. spoilers, Mufasa dying. <laughs> yeah. Like so, so brutal, honest, brutal. I like, and you know- The power of cinema like was shown <laughs> to me. Sorry to interrupt, but the power of cinema was shown to me at an early age. Yeah, I I can watch most films and not like cry or anything like that. It's, hits you in the feels, eh? But dude, Lion King fucking slays me every yeah. time. That that stampede scene where he's just trying to get his dad to wake up, Oofed. that fucking kills me. I can play that whole movie in my head, honestly. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's one of a few movies I can yeah. do that with. I mean, and it, is, it might be just a generational thing because those are the movies Definitely. that we grew up with. Like I, I still remember even like the older ones, like uh, Sword in the Stone, I absolutely love um, Robin Hood. It was like the fox. Yeah. Um, those old school ones. Um, Lion King, Jungle Book, I absolutely love. Um, they're all, it's, it's interesting that they're, they're retreading, whether they're re- bringing them back up. And so far, I haven't really been hit with anything that's going to be, that's made me think, oh, yeah, this is, this is the way that they should have gone. They feel pretty hollow to me. Yeah. Like, I, I think Lion King, the original, is pretty much a perfect film. And I am not interested in this, really. Yeah. The, the one that I think will be, genuinely interesting is Aladdin because you go back to the um you know to Aladdin and it's it, it just it, it, it's a f- clearly a far different culture that that was made in 
than than or now. climate, yeah, yeah. yeah but with Aladdin, that's just like a, a Robin Williams ninety-minute stand-up show. Oh yeah, with a, with some songs in between, really good songs. Um, so I don't know what they're even doing with a live action. Yeah, that's gonna like, see that. I, <sighs> Will Smith is he actually yeah. cast yet? As yeah, he's or, cast. Yeah, Jesus. Who's who's playing Aladdin? It's it's someone good. I they're, think they're a bunch of new kind of young. Is it? Yeah. Actors, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Look, I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm I'm not. Yeah, let's move on. Um, look, I'm having a look at the sun right now, trying to figure out the angle. George, do you do you understand the passage of time as it pertains to now? It's trailer time. <laughs> Boom! That Nailed was fucking it. awesome. Thank you. Yeah, got there. <laughs> So well, we got, I, I got cut I love out that. from underneath me last that. time because I didn't come up with something quick enough that, that was original. I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, our first trailer is the, fa- or not the Phantom, sorry, Phantom Thread. Um, I'll be honest. I have like zero interest in seeing this film. But I guess the significance behind this is it's um, old mate. Paul Thomas Anderson and directing and Daniel Day-Lewis's final performance. Exactly. Final performance. And Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis, you know... Calling it a day after the six films he's done. <laughs> <laughs> but people who are into his stuff, you know, are really into his stuff. I and mean, he's, he's pretty widely renowned as the greatest living actor. Yeah. Um, which... That's probably why he works so rarely. <laughs> so yeah. I just don't want to push this too. Well, much. he's pumping out what a film every three years, uh, at, roughly. What's the last one? Lincoln. Lincoln, I think, was the last. And one. then there will be blood. Uh, eight and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's um, he, he really picks and chooses his roles. Yeah, and they're pretty much always PTA films. Um, he's uh, method as fuck as well. So yeah. I would have yeah. no. No doubt that he learned how to actually design well, what, and create wasn't he, clothes. Wasn't he film. a cobbler for? He, there, he X went off and time? just semi-retired and became a cobbler. Wow, <laughs> I'm not sure if that was for this film or. Yeah. And know. anyway, this trailer is. Uh, it almost looks like a parody of like a shit boring art film. Um, it, like, I didn't get the parody part. It just kind of looked like a shit. Boring no, but like I mean, like a, I mean, like a note perfect parody, like okay. the most spot on, <laughs> like. Like, so much that it is. If you want to, <laughs> like, if you wanted to turn off a, a huge audience by putting on the most boring trailer you've ever seen, you'd chuck this on. <laughs> but um, that being said, it's PTA and Daniel Day Lewis, so I'm there day one because they make magic, man. Yeah, I, I, I definitely felt like this is a movie my mum would love to see. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Um, this, uh, it's a romance, it's a period piece, um, fashion design, fashion design. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. There wasn't a lot there to intrigue me other than those names. Mm. And PT, PTA just delivers uh, every time. I, I really only watched um, Boogie Nights probably around two years ago. Mm. And there was one sort of sitting on my Blu-ray shelf for so long. Mm. And I chucked it on. And PTA, man, you just get... This guy's a master. He's one of the best we have. I don't think he has the... Within circles, he has recognition, but I feel like he should be talked about at the same level that Chris Nolan's talked about. You know, he should have that kind of level of exposure. He should be in everyone's consciousness. He should do a Batman trilogy. Well, I mean, don't, <laughs> don't get me excited, man. <laughs> no, let's uh, not do that. Inherent Vice was his last one, which I... Um, I didn't see that. I like. I still don't know if I liked it or not. I, I hated it in parts. It was so fucking long. And when I watched it, I was, in the, I was sitting in a very cold cinema, which didn't help. But uh, parts of it were awesome. Um, Gilfeather, um, Kieran, who's been on the podcast before, absolutely loved that. And he's been for a long time trying to get me to watch it. Mm. Um, but he's really into that 60s, 70s kind of 
um, big time periods. Uh, but it, it's it sounds like a really cool film, and it's one that you either get or you don't. I was quite div- divisive. I feel. Yeah, I guess I didn't. Yeah. Mm. Uh, All right. So uh, we're going on to the next trailer. I Tanya. Tanya. Margot Robbie's new film. Tanya. What did I say? Tanya. What did you say? Tanya. What did T-O-N. I say? It's Tonya Harding. It's a yeah, I know. I know. Um, yeah. Does anyone want to explain a little bit about this film? Well, Tonya Harding's very famous f- for one thing in particular, <laughs> and that's you know having her opponent's legs crack the fuck open with a baseball bat or a no no a, some kind of iron. I don't know. The, yeah, crowbar or something. Yeah. But she's um, a figure skater. Yeah, yeah. Eighty eighties Olympic level figure skater. Yep. With uh, my, violent tendencies. My, yeah. When I think Tonya Harding, I immediately go back to uh, Robin Williams in his sketch about uh, Tonya Harding. I don't know why, that's just what sticks in my mind. Um, I can't even for the life of me remember which, um, which stand-up. It's, it's the one where he talks about golf. Hmm. Um, so there's like every second one. Jokes. George, sick Robin Williams gone. Joke. <laughs> I think that's really inappropriate. So. Yeah, too soon, George. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Genuinely, that was one of the, like, on a side note, that was one of the uh, only celebrity deaths that's really hit me was Robin Williams. I didn't like that at all. Okay. <laughs> didn't like that? Yeah. You should have put you it out there. You should have done the eulogy. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this. I like it. Uh, yeah, this trailer's awesome, though. Yeah. I, I, you know, I feel like it's a very kind of, it will appeal to a niche sort of audience. Um, really? Yeah. I, you know, I feel like all the things that kind of came up and said, best film of the year, it's a very particular person saying that. I don't feel like this will be widely loved. I, I feel could be like, wrong. I, I feel like it's, it's like a very similar to, um, uh, what's that American, American Hustle. Like mm. that kind of like M-rated, bio, bio, biopic, everyone kind of like knows about film Tonya Harding. Adults. Yeah, film for like baby boomers, Gen Xs. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a lot of mass appeal with this. Yeah, I mean, Margot Robbie's huge right now. I think this will do great. Um, and she looks fantastic and she looks like she's completely in the role. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and anyone's fears about this movie just being kind of a, a boring biopic about that one event, it doesn't seem to be the case at all. No, this this no. looks to really be a character piece, which yeah. sometimes you don't get with biopics. And and we've discussed, you know, that's where I find biopics boring is the, you know, the story goes on um, kind of ending without getting too into it. Um, but I, I, I hope this biopic, they they sort of delve into it a little bit more and it's not about just the one event. It sort of talks about Tonya Harding as but in I feel general. Like, again, I, 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 I'm not entirely sure where you guys are sitting with this because I, I kind of think there's some conflicting things. But like for me, when you look over the course of someone's life as, as a story, as like a story that's you know 90 minutes or 120 minutes, I don't think it fits well. Like I just, there's a lot of those biopics out there that you know take you from beginning to end type thing. And you're like, all right, well, that was fine, I guess. Like it was educational and it was maybe mildly entertaining, mm-hmm. but as a, as a film, as a story, I'm not, I'm not really that engaged. And I feel like that's kind of where I usually disconnect from biopics. There are a lot of biopics like that, but this looks much more in the um, Wolf of Wall, Wall Street vein, which is making an entertaining film first and like telling the real story second. 
Yeah. yeah. Which I agree I'm with into. that. Well, that's it for trailer time. <laughs> now we're into Georgia Star Wars corner. Sit on down. Get that. I get real sick of having to wait roasted. for the whole episode till I can sit down, George. <laughs> Thank you. I will. Now you can sit down. <laughs> Um, but uh, not too much news in the Star Wars world, other than that amazing trailer that uh, came out on Facebook. Uh, mm. I think it's around 45 seconds to a minute. And um, it's 45 seconds. Can I tell you guys, I was impressed with the, with the Last Jedi trailer, but I didn't get that level of excitement. Mm. I'm so excited <laughs> for The Last Jedi. I don't know if we're coming to the sort of you know, the release date's coming up. We're at crunch time for the marketing campaign. We're getting more sort of juicy details here. But um, there was something about that trailer what, that what just did it? Because it's, it's a short trailer. Yeah. Um, there's a few new things in it though, but what, what, what did it for you? I think there was two particular things. Mm. I think it was seeing Finn in that spaceship on Crate. Um, in that big battle that's going to go down with the red dirt um, yep. flying up. There was something about seeing Finn there that really... Just, I was like, yes, this is fantastic. And then obviously the final shot, Ray with the lightsaber in the dark. Is she standing over Luke um, with that other scene? You know, what's going on? Is I'm so intrigued. Is this going to go how you think or something? Yeah. yeah. Look, I, you know what really got me excited? The fact that we did get a trailer so soon after the last one that's like this little kind of marketing yeah. blip. And it made me realize like this thing is around the corner. Like this is this is next month, and that got me really pumped. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like they're starting to r- ramp up the marketing. Like, yeah, it's, it's probably like forty days away. Yeah, it's probably something really. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm. I, that's that's what got me. Yeah. In this trailer, I was like, "Oh, this this is real." What do you think, Benny? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I I do. I really like that bit with Luke at the end. That was cool. Um, because that looks like the one scene that looks less um. Less uh, Cut debatable than than the end. Because we last talked, trailer. we talked when we talked about the um, the trailer a few weeks ago when yeah. it dropped. That um, you know, we talked a lot about how those scenes at the end there could be you know um, red herrings or whatever you would call it edits between different scenes to make to look and appear to be something else. But in the final film, it'll just be completely unrelated scenes. Yeah. But that particular shot, I don't know, it looks pretty. Pretty much like Ray is standing over Luke. We'll see. So this is something that's kind of occurred to me. And I'm wondering if this is something that you've seen as well, which is that this strikes me as somewhat similar, potentially somewhat similar to the plot of Empire. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Do you remember when I said, I think we did, I think we even did a bet. Did I do a one dollar bet? I don't believe Maybe. so. I believe it was a hundred dollars. <laughs> Usually, we'll had, go back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, saying exactly that, um, or something to the effect of, uh, you know, a New Hope, Force Awakens. Everyone says there's parallels there. It, what's the likelihood that Last Jedi is I could going have to sworn be? One that you said that it was going to be the like you didn't at least at I didn't very, want. I might, didn't want yeah, it. I didn't yeah. want it. Yeah, I think that's what I said. You're um, right. Yeah. And 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 then look, you know, it, it's obviously something that's that's in the back of the minds of a lot of people. But watching this, it feels very much like she's going to become disillusioned with her training. She's going to go after the bad guy and obviously she's going to fail in some way. Like, I just, I feel like, I like, we, and we, you know, me and, you and me, George, have, have talked about this consistently about how we're okay with Force Awakens being a parallel um, because it 
it feels like a reinventing of the story or like a, a reintroduction to the story. Exactly. And I'm okay with that. I think that's a good idea to go. Like, I mean, the, the original one was what? Fucking Very 30, smart strategy, I ago? think. Very yeah. smart strategy. But if they continue that for the entire series- I agree. That I feel is going to create a bit of a problem. Yeah. And you know what? The more I think about it, the more I feel as though Mark Hamill was right where, you know, they shouldn't have waited to introduce him until the second film. Maybe they should have got him straight up in the first. We'll see. We'll see because as we don't know a lot about what Luke's, you know, we, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen, of course, but we don't know a lot about where Luke is at in his head. And I think that's a really interesting dynamic and something that I don't think um, it's an interesting choice because, mm. you know, it could have been that Luke, you know, imagine if the Force Awakens came out and it's like the Jedi Temple and Luke's happy and this and that and the other. Like they've gone for a very different route than what could have potentially been a very safe option. You know, make Luke the hero, make him the... But he's, the, he's, he's essentially Yoda in this. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. You know, Yoda's you know not flawed. He looks a lot more flawed in this and he looks like he's got a lot more demons. Yeah, I mean, Yoda's certainly he looks flawed. He's pretty in, broken by the yeah. uh, whole Kylo Ren thing. Um, look, you know what will really... Did you say Yoda's flawed? Um, well, Get out. Certainly in the context, <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, why is he alone on a planet? I believe he sent himself off in exile. Is that correct? Because he's flawed. <laughs> you don't send yourself to exile for doing a good job. I don't know how... What, like, how, what are you, how are you trying to defend we, we, this? We... we, we we can't we can't get into this, but what Yoda's Yoda's like the most unflawed character. Maybe he has some flaws, but he's like, you know, <laughs> you can't say he's unflawed and be like, oh, maybe he has some flaws. Well, you like, I, I have to like come up with a fucking, uh, you know, uh, some kind of counter there. Like you, you know, but uh, we have to get into intricacies of the plot. And whatnot. So maybe we can talk about this some other time. Fuck you. But he, like, um, but there, there's not much to talk about. He, he is a flawed character. I would never say, oh, Yoda, what a flawed character. It's not like, a defining that's really trait. Strange. No. It's not a exactly. defining trait. So there you go. But that's not what we were talking about at all. I don't, what think, were you talking I don't about? think either of you do know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I I it's another strange like, argument. Yeah, well, you're the one that apparently had an issue with me saying something about his flaws. But because my, just, my whole point is that he's all right, he's obviously kind of you know sequestered himself away on like and is alone in this planet. And yeah, through circumstance, through which, like the whole Jedi Order going down, which he feels responsible for. Don't like I mean, and and of course you know, are you suggesting that it's Luke's fault that, that this happened? Is that a part of Empire that does it really kind of acknowledge? No, what we got no, in no, it doesn't. No. That's, no, that's it within doesn't. the context of the um, thing. But I mean. Even even so, he's still you know this um, you know part of a, a, a you know a we'll say a disgraced um, organization. I feel like it feels like he's just in hiding in Empire. Yeah, but that's I mean you know you don't go into hiding if you're successful. I feel like I just I I I see some certain parallels that would make me hesitant. As I was going to try and say. Um, what I think will be incredibly interesting is if they straight up make um, Luke a bad guy. Like if they go full, you know, character arc and he, you know, gets too scared, uh, you know, that, you know, Ray's going to do something and just goes full, um, you know, becomes the bad guy essentially. They're definitely playing with that um, perception that people have. I, I don't think it'll go there. Judging by this trailer, it kind of feels like he's just you know, really wary after all this Kylo Ren stuff and he 
just doesn't want to go down that road again. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to kind of flip that far. I think it could be interesting, though. could be very cool. Cool. There you go. That, that, there's a Star Wars corner for you. Well, uh, we got the question of the week to finish up. What do we got, Benny? Uh, is there a movie that you initially didn't like that you've come around on? Okay, yeah. George, do you have one? I have to think about it for two seconds. <laughs> ben? I feel like I always go the opposite direction. Right? Yeah, I'm, just I'm like a movie very less much, yeah, as, yeah. I, as I say it more. I will watch a film and then, you know, especially films that maybe I watched 10 years ago mm. that don't hold particular nostalgia mm. uh, that I rewatch and go, oh, that is not a good yeah. film. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> so, man, I, I, I would watch anything stupid. when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. I, no, one, one that actually sort of works, I think, is uh, Keanu Reeves' Constantine film, which I remember seeing when I was younger and not, not thinking too much of entirely. And then watching it again later, uh, on Blu-ray or something and just being absolutely blown away and being like, this is a goddamn masterpiece. I love this movie to death. Yeah, that's I, a cool one. I yeah. loved that film when it came it out. It is so cool. Yeah. Um, I, I do have one. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Um, the Mummy. <laughs> yeah, when I first, wa- it's, it's weird. When I first watched it and I was like, I can't remember how old I was, but I, I didn't used to deal with like horror or anything like that too well. Mm. Um, and because I was- really, it's not a horror film. Yeah, but. because I was so freaked out about the, the horror aspect of it, I didn't really tune into the comedy and like the fun mm. um, aspect of The Mummy. And so when I went and rewatched it um, a couple of years after that, um, I, I just I fell in love with it. I thought, this is great. I think uh, one for me is- um, Something that my partner Ashley really likes, The Princess Bride. Mm. Oh, I really, I just, just was like, eh, <laughs> I hate this. And then we went and watched it in the cinema um, for like a sort of a cult, um, cult uh, one-off screening, similar to what you were talking about earlier with the room, except a little less plastic spoons. <laughs> and um, I loved it, man. I absolutely loved that film. There's a big difference in seeing something in the cinema. It, 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 you can really lock in and and just let the film mm. tell its story that it wants to tell. And uh, I was just completely yeah. behind that film. And there's also, you know, something to watching a film with other people that enjoy a film. Yeah, definitely. Like being in a room with there's a hundred other there? people that are, that are willing to give this film a chance or already love this film. It's infectious. So yeah. I can, I can definitely see how that I would agree. be a different experience for you. I agree. Yeah. I definitely need to see Princess Bride on the big screen. Cause I am still very much the same as your initial reaction on that one. Like you Do had to, you had to be there. You, you, you're not a fan of Princess Bride? No, I love Carrie always. Love um, the Dread Pirate Roberts, I think. Oh, such so a, good. Such a cool character. And um, Mandy Patinkin, amazing in, in that role. But uh, the movie as a whole, just a lot of like kind of, this would have been great when I was six. It's so good, man. It's mm. absolutely fantastic. And the production design and some of the, um, the just the creations that they, they put in this film is absolutely amazing. That, I mean... And Andre the Giant. I was, yeah. I was fairly young when I first watched that. And again, it's very similar. Like, I just enjoyed it because it was a cool action adventure flick. Mm. And I didn't really, again, realize that there was like that like comedy aspect to it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I feel like I was very deaf to a lot of like that yeah. kind of style of comedy. I think um, as a kid, I think, you know, these directors try and add layers in there for the older audience sometimes mm. and uh, these things go over a kid's head but um, then when you watch when you're a little bit older you get those other little references that maybe went Pixar yeah. is yeah, famous notorious, for that. notorious you know yeah. just keeping stuff in there for you know people of all ages yeah 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 no it's uh, I genuinely really enjoy that film yeah 
Well, that's it. That is it. Another episode done. We'll be back next week. It's be uh, a flawed episode, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> With the boys. Will you say this is flawed? <laughs> Fuck you, George. With the boys, Connor. <laughs> See ya.